And it's a good morning. Great is the morning on this Wednesday morning, the 28th of February. Yes, 28th of February. And uh, what a privilege to say good morning to you. May the Lord just bless you and keep you this morning. In the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, and in the name of the Holy Spirit, good morning. I want to take you to a portion of scripture. I talked about it yesterday morning, and I want to talk to it, to you about it again this morning. Jesus washing his disciples' feet. Jesus the loving servant. Jesus coming out and just before the Passover saying, I want to wash your feet. Why did he do that? What does it mean today? You know, starting in chapter 13 of the Gospel of John, most of what John describes are the last private moments Jesus enjoys prior to his crucifixion. And this begins with Jesus washing the disciples' feet, establishing both an example and a command for a humble servant. And John chapter 13 has a wonderful, wonderful message. It's so applicable and so uh, relevant to this day. It says... John 13, Jesus knew that the night before the Passover would be the last night on earth before leaving this world to return to the Father's side. And all throughout his time with his disciples, Jesus had demonstrated to deep, a deep and tender love for his disciples. And now Jesus longed to show them a full measure of his life. And before their evening meal began, the accuser had already deeply embedded betrayal into the heart of Judas, Iscariot, the son of Simon. And now Jesus was fully aware what the Father had placed, that the Father had placed all things under his control, for he had come from God and was about to go back to be with him. So he got up from the meal and took out his outer robe, and took a towel and wrapped it around his waist, and then he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' dirty feet and dry them with his towel. But when Jesus got to Simon Peter, he objected and said, I can't let you wash my dirty feet, Lord. You are my Lord. Jesus replied in John 13, verse 7, You don't understand yet the meaning of what I'm doing. But soon it will be clear to you. Peter looked at Jesus and said, You'll never wash my dirty feet, never, Lord. But Peter said, Jesus, If you don't allow me to wash your feet, then you will not be able to share life with me. So Peter comprehended and Peter said, Lord, in that case, don't just wash my feet, wash my hands and my head 
too. And Jesus said to him, You are already clean. You've been washed completely. And you just need your feet to be cleansed. But that can't be said of all of you. For Jesus knew which one was about to betray him. And that's why he told them, that not all of them were clean. And after washing their feet, he put his robe on and returned to his place at the table. Do you understand what I did? Jesus said. You've called me teacher and Lord, and you are right, for that's who I am. So if I am your teacher and Lord and have just washed your dirty feet, then you should follow the example that I have set for you and washed one another's dirty feet. Now do for each other what I've just done for you. And I speak to you timeless truth. A servant is not superior to his master. And an apostle is never greater than the one who sent him. So now put into practice what I've done for you and you will experience a life of happiness enriched with untold blessings. What a portion of scripture. And I want to read this last portion again of John chapter 13, verse 16 and 17. Jesus said, I speak to you timeless truth. And what is this timeless truth? It is a servant, a diakonos, a servant is not superior to his master, a kurios. And no apostle, and the word for apostle in the Greek text is apostolos, the one who is sent to go. An apostle, the one who is sent to go, is never greater than the one who sent him. So now, put into practice what I have done for you, and you will experience a life of happiness enriched with untold blessings. This is the word of the Lord God Almighty from John chapter 13, verse 1 to 17. Jesus washing his disciples' feet. But the truth, the real depth of this is, it's a timeless truth. And the timeless truth is being practical so that the disciples could have an experience in life of blessed happiness enriched with untold blessings as yet. Is this what you and I experience? You and I are disciples of Jesus Christ. What is a disciple? A disciple, the Greek word is mathetes, and that means I follow in the footsteps of the one who is the teacher, and Jesus is the master, the kurios, the teacher. Jesus is the one who is my teacher, and I have to follow in his footsteps. Literally, it means 
to be a disciple, I must imitate the one who teaches me. And this is the timeless truth for the church of God. A servant is not superior to the master. An apostle. An apostle means, from the Greek word apostolos, the one who is sent to serve. Not to sit on a throne somewhere in church. The apostle is this, the one who is sent by the Lord to go and serve. And Jesus says in verse 17, So now put into practice, go into the world and put into practice, into reality, what I have done for you. And it, this is not about the um, ritual of having a basin of water and, and washing someone's feet. Yes, you can do that. that there's nothing wrong with that. But it's much deeper, much wider than the liturgical washing our feet literally the practices what I have done for you what I've shown you you are a servant and you have to go and serve you are an apostle you are the one who is being sent so put into practice what I've done for you says Jesus and then you will experience a life of happiness enriched with untold blessings. Now the story of Jesus washing his disciples' feet recorded in John 13 verse 1 to 17. It occurred in the upper room, that upper room during the Last Supper. And in the biblical account we read that when Jesus' disciples arrived at this special gathering, Jesus took the role of the servant of the house. Jesus took the role of the servant of the house. The Kyrios, the Lord, the Son of God, and the servant of the house, who usually washed the feet. Because everyone's feet was dirty, they had sandals and it was dirt roads. So their feet was dirty, and usually they had a slave, and a slave was not a Jew. A slave was a Gentile, and uh, the slave, that was his work, to wash the people's feet when they came to dinner. And what did Jesus do? He took the role of this servant. Even by saying to the slave, the servant in the household, you, you are so important in God's eye, though you are a Gentile. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, so that everyone who believes in him will never perish, but will have everlasting life. Even the servant, the slave, the gentle slave, Gentile slave. Jesus took that role to demonstrate to his disciples that you must never be so full of yourself and think that your title puts you above your congregation. 
The servant is not superior to his master. And his master is not superior to his servant. The gathering would later come to be known as the Last Supper. It was the last time Jesus and his disciples broke bread together before his death on the cross. And it was during this meal that Jesus took the first communion with the disciples and also identified Judas as his betrayer. And when he came to Simon Peter, who said to him, Lord, do you want to wash my feet? Jesus answered Peter, What I'm doing now you do not understand, but afterward you will understand. Peter said, You shall never wash my feet. Jesus answered him in John 13, If you do not wash, if I do not wash you, you have no share with me. Then Simon Peter said to him, Lord, not my feet only, but also my hands and my head. Jesus said, The one who has bathed and bathed or showered or whatever does not need to wash, except for his dirty feet. When he washed their feet and put on his outer garments and resumed his place, he said to them, Do you understand what I have just done to you? You call me teacher, you call me Lord. You are right, for so am I. If I then, the Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example that you also should do just as I have done to you. Truly I say to you, a servant is not greater than his master, nor is a messenger, the apostle, greater than the one who sent him. If you know these things, blessed are you if you do it. Now the meaning of the washing of the feet a feet washing was a necessary custom during the time in that period of life when gathering to have a communal, a communal meal. The men would have come by feet, dust covered, they had sandals. Cleaning the feet would have been necessary because the group would have likely been re-clinging together at a low table and dirty feet would not be welcome so close to their good food. It was the servant usually a slave, and a slave was never a Jew. It was a Gentile of a household's job to wash the feet of the incoming guests. Why did Jesus wash their feet? There's a significance in this. Jesus washing the feet of his disciples came with so much significance for both his disciples and this intimate moment for all Christians all Christians to this day who strive to follow Jesus' example and teachings. This selfless act displayed Jesus' amazing humility. He took the role of a servant to wash the dusty and dirt-covered feet of his disciples. Jesus was setting an incredible example of what it is to be Christ-like through his humble actions, status, pride, or even dirt didn't stop Jesus from rolling up his sleeves, so to say, to serve. To serve the men who had been at his side throughout the duration of his ministry. The washing is symbolic 
of the cleansing power of the blood of Christ Jesus to wash away our sin. Peter objects to Jesus' actions, but then Jesus rebukes Peter. Then Peter displays faith in saying, wash my feet. You know, once washed by the blood of the Lamb of God, you are free from the stains of sin. And no repeat washing is necessary. Therefore, whoever takes the lowly position of this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven, Jesus said in Matthew 18 verse 4. Humility, trust, simplicity, joy. Standing in awe like a child. This is how we must be. To serve one another. Not being the duomini or the pastor or the reverend or I hear all these titles these days. To be an apostle, to be a bishop, to be the pope, to be the this, to be the that. I've even seen terrible videos of what pastors do in their churches. Money talks, buildings talks. Huh? Bums on the seat, get the church full, build a larger church. Actually, all Dominies and pastors, including myself, so to speak, must ride a donkey car. But contrary, forgive me saying this, too many of us in ministry drives the best expensive cars. Some even have chauffeurs. We're complaining about churches where people do not come anymore. Why? Because we do not serve. We want to be served. Isaiah 1.18 says, Come now, let us reason together, says the Lord. Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they are red like crimson, they shall become like wool. And Isaiah the prophet foretold of the cleansing power of Jesus years before Jesus physically walked the earth. Jesus was never what the world expected. And he came to wash his disciples' feet. What about you? What about me? We who say we are God's children, Lord God, and this time leading up to Passover and Easter weekend and the resurrection celebrations, take me along the way of Jesus Christ, the Lord. I pray in your grace. Amen.